The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah must be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. The Gospel of the Lord. Those of you who have noticed, maybe in your Living with Christ book or readings that uh, Deacon Jerry read the short version of the Gospel, because of course we know my seminary teaching is long Gospel, short homily. Okay, so it's there. Last weekend uh, at uh, St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's, they began a new message series that is called New Year's Resolutions. Who has God made us to be? And this weekend is the second homily. If you've missed the first one, you can go to our chathamcatholic.ca, click on the link and uh, either watch or listen. If you're having trouble sleeping, you can watch or listen and you'll go right to sleep. I also wrote a, a, a article for the bulletin last weekend about the first homily and this weekend is also in the bulletin about the second homily. As we kind of look forward, it's January, it's the new year, it's 2023. And uh, so often, uh, many people make New Year's resolutions, kind of looking to change habits and change ways. And um, all of them are good things, uh, like uh, uh, losing weight, exercising more, saving money. These are some of the top three or four. Uh, Spending more time uh, with loved ones. Uh, All of these things are really good and and the kind of self-improvement things, which is great. But sometimes they kind of just don't go deep enough. And in this series, uh, next weekend I'm off at Our Lady Victory, so we'll pause the series. And then the third homily and final homily of this series will be at St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's to kind of look deeper to find out who has God made us to be. Because I think if we understand that better, who God made us to be, who we are in his image and likeness, but what mission he has given to us, we can find out better how to live our lives more fully. And I think how to be that faithful disciple to inspire and shine the light of the good news in our world that desperately needs it. And I think that impacts our lives. Now when you take a look at New Year's resolutions, I'm, as I'm just recapping the, the first homily, only 9% successfully keep their New Year's resolutions. Not too many. Most people quit on the second Friday of the month. Right? They call that quitter's day. Because it's hard to change. It's hard to get up in the morning and go to the gym or get on the treadmill or when you're driving by Wendy's and the big bacon classic combo is on sale. It's hard. They say it takes about 30 days consistently to create a new habit and yet in the second Friday people kind of drift off. And so even harder for us if we want to make some faith resolutions this year. 
to draw close. Last weekend, I shared kind of three important things that the readings, I think, help us understand who we are. The first is, that came from the prophet Isaiah, that uh, we're formed in the womb to be God's servant. Like Isaiah was sent to proclaim the good news, to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah, we too have been called to be servants of God, sending God's message and not our own. That our lives are not all about ourselves, but it's about God and how he loves us and how we're called to share that love. And it goes even further. We heard in the second reading in Paul's letter to the Corinthians said that we are all called to be saints. And that seems distant for us because we think saints were perfect. They're not. But they realized that they could not live their lives most completely and most fully unless they followed God's way. And so we are called not only to be servants in this world as those disciples, but to be saints. And saints are are heroes of faith. They inspire others to do good. They inspire us to live our lives for God and for others. Well, St. Paul is telling us we've been made to inspire others as well, to be saints in our time. And we don't do that alone because we heard in the gospel last weekend, we had a connection to the baptism of the Lord where we have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. uh, St. John the Baptist tells his followers, tells people, you know, here's the Lamb of God, it's Jesus. And he comes baptizing not with water, but with the Holy Spirit who sustains and strengthens us. One of my favorite quotes from Pope Benedict kind of can encapsulate this whole series. The world offers you comfort But you are not made for comfort, you are made for greatness. So often in our world, we are taught that to be successful, to be meaningful in our lives, to achieve a status that we have comfort, that we should be kind of satisfied with the things for us in our lives. But as Pope Benedict said, we're not made for that. We're made for greatness, not being famous or an influencer on TikTok or different things like that, but the greatness of sharing the gospel, of sharing God's love in this world. And I made three faith resolutions that I talked about last week, and if you want to go more in depth, you can, you can watch or listen, but uh, the first is spending time with God, more listening than talking to him. Secondly, embracing discipleship. What I mean is to lean into the opportunities that are presented to me to go and help and benefit others as opposed to thinking about what's the cost for me first. Oh, there's another thing I need to do. Sometimes we get caught up in that where it's just like, yeah, I'd like to help, but you know, I'd rather just be putting my feet up and watching a Bruins game. By the way, they're like 34 and 5 this year, so to lean into the opportunities to think about how Uh, The opportunities are there for me to help and build up others. And then finally, uh, challenges as opportunities. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed with kind of challenges in our lives, and they can be difficult, and sometimes it's hard to figure out, but they're also opportunities to do new things, to learn some things, to grow in some ways. So very much more optimistic and positive view of Uh, those challenges in ministry, in my life, to kind of look and say, where's God guiding us and looking at opportunities? And so the challenge part of this series is what faith resolutions would you make 
to continue to grow and understand who God made each of you. In the, in the first reading today, uh, as we start kind of looking at this uh, uh, second homily in the series, there's just four points I want to make that the readings help us understand who we are. In the first reading from Isaiah, we get this connection back to Advent and Christmas. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in deep darkness on them, light has shone. And we heard this from Isaiah as we prepared for Christmas and then the Christmas Eve Mass, uh, this reading is here and we kind of realize this beautiful light. And the reality is if we want to understand who we are and who God made us to be is we have to step into the light and to see how things really are. This is a picture from the James Webb telescope that's in space. This is an actual photo of what the universe looks like. We've never seen it like this before. I had to, we had the Hubble telescope, we had different things now. It's kind of, it's, it's an amazing reality of the majesty of the heavens, of our universe, and the light that is there. And sometimes we have to look for that light. Sometimes we assume that the light's just going to be shining just like we're down in Florida right now, that the sun will shine. But we have to look into the light. One of the things our pastoral team, uh, you know, started a while ago, every Wednesday afternoon we meet, and the first thing we talk about is what are the winds, what are the graces, what are the blessings that we see in our ministry, in our lives, because it's so easy to get the list, the, all the challenges, all the problems, all the complaints. Those are easy to do. We deal with those. But we also have to work at looking at the light to know that God is with us, that he loves us, that, are, that there are good things going on. But just like they had to build the, the James Webb telescope, send it out so that we can look deeper and deeper and find that light, we have to do that in our lives as well, making space, making time, and working at seeing those graces, the blessings, and the depth and the width of God's love that shines upon us. So discovering that light. In the second reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, He's talking to a group in Corinth that are divided. I'm following Apollo, some following Paul, I'm following Jesus. There's lots of division and disunity. And he says that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. He was reminding the people in Corinth and us that we're all in this together. We're one family, we're brothers and sisters. We need to take care of one another. And for us as a family of parishes, we need to stop saying, I'm from Blessed Sacrament, I'm from St. Joseph's, I'm from St. Ursula's, I'm from the north side, I'm from the south side. We sound like gangs. The call is for unity for the same purpose and the same mission, which is what? To proclaim God's love, to share his light, to take care of the poor and the suffering, but doing it together. You know, 2023 is going to be a, a very pivotal year for our family of parishes because I've been saying since I got here, we cannot stay the way we are. We can't afford to, and it's not helping us fulfill our mission. And so there'll be a consultation process that'll be starting up to see where we go and what sacrifices all the churches in our family are going to have to make so that we can be a shining light of hope in the world, to fulfill our mission, to be of one mind and one purpose, 
That is to be the living sign of Christ in this world, to offer that light and hope to so many who are in darkness, to so many who are lost, to so many who are forgotten. And so we work on this sense of unity and togetherness, sharing all of her gifts, all of the blessings of each of our churches that make up our family to share that good news, to celebrate the light and to be the light. An example of this, this is a photo of the 2011 Boston Bruins. By the way, Stanley Cup champions. Right? Like a team focused on one goal, they sacrifice their personal best, personal statistics and all these different things for that one goal. We are called, of course, to do the same. And we don't have to do uh, proclaiming the good news and, and uh, being powerful signs doesn't require a master's degree, being a scripture scholar, because we hear, for Christ did not send me to, to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel and not with eloquent wisdom. The gospel and uh, sharing the good news and being the light is not complicated. It's very basic. It's very simple. And what is that? An example are the corporal works of mercy. Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, comfort the sick, bury the dead, clothe the naked, visit the imprisoned, shelter the homeless. We don't need to be eloquent in our words. We don't have to have degrees after our name. We simply have to live the gospel by helping those who are in need. There's no need for eloquent wisdom. We've been made for greatness in loving one another. And finally, last one, we heard in the end of the gospel today. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent is not just turn away from sin, you know, and, and embrace the gospel. We were reminded of the words that we use on Ash Wednesday, which is coming up not too far away. You know, repent and be faithful to the gospel. Just doesn't mean just turning away from sin. Repent means a complete reorganization, a reprioritizing of what is important in our lives. That we change. That we are transformed. And that is what we hope for and pray for when we come to celebrate the Eucharist. So as we continue in our Mass today, we continue in the, this series of really finding out who God made us to be and what, what he is calling us for our mission, that we're united together as one family of one mind and one purpose. We seek out that grace and that light. We live the gospel in simplicity of action, of service. We repent, we reorganize our lives, and we inspire others to reprioritize, to put the kingdom first, to put others first, to put Christ first.